hello i am back today today is um goodness i can't remember what day it is i know we're in september it is the fifth day of september so the month is winding down we are in the ninth month of the year it's so much going on in the world it's a Sunday, and I hope all of you are enjoying. It's Labor Day weekend. I'm actually, I work Thursday and Friday, all Saturday, Sunday. My baby had her first game on a Saturday morning as a cheerleader. So we did the whole cheer thing Saturday morning and then came back. The kids went to their grandparents for the weekend. I had some much-needed me time. Um, I talked about that in my last podcast that sometimes we need some time to just take care of ourselves and do for ourselves so i um took some much needed time saturday today is sunday sunday i drove to charlotte met up with a friend we went to mimosas grill downtown charlotte it's in uptown and um we had a great time for brunch and mimosas had the chicken and waffles and um i i had a good time um i came back just a few i can't well actually when we left we went and did some shopping she's a mom as well she's a divorcee so single mom um i can't say by choice because i think that no one gets married with the intentions of getting a divorce so i never say a divorcee is a single mom by choice like me I feel like I'm a single mom by choice um, because I chose not to stay in a relationship. I chose to do it myself and I wasn't married when I had children. So I feel like I'm a single mom by choice. Um, So anywho, we decided to do some mom stuff that you normally do. (laughs) Ah, Old lady stuff. You sit around, talk, and then get out of there and go shopping. My friend went to Ikea. She's redoing her living room area. And I am a fall ball girl. I love decorating for the different seasons. So I took down my spring stuff. And I put up a lot of my fall stuff yesterday. And so I just went and bought a few more things to go outside. Another pumpkin. A Lazy Susan. And a sign to go out. Two signs to go outside. And um, I decorated. And that's about it. So right now, I'm giving myself a facial. I have my clay mask on, and I am going to take a good shower after I finish my facial care and just relax for the rest of the day, like for the rest of the night. Because like I said, I am working tomorrow, and so um, you never know. Being a nurse, when you work holidays, you have to get yourself ready. It's kind of like this um, term we say, you have to have your roller skates ready. You do. Because it's crazy. Um, I've been working in healthcare for 20 years now. And it just amazes me that every year there's a Labor Day, there's an Easter, there's a Mother's Day, a Father's Day, there's a Christmas, Christmas Eve, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Eve, Thanksgiving, the day after, like Black Friday, New Year's, Valentine's Day weekend, Memorial Day weekend, like every year, 4th of July, all those holidays pretty much are there. And you have healthcare workers who have been in healthcare for years who will call out suddenly during those holidays. And it's like, now, you know, hospitals and a lot of like long-term care facilities were open 24 seven. 
There is no, I mean, unless you're in a doctor's office or doing corporate healthcare, you're not having those days off. When you're doing, you know, first line patient care, we're there. And so it's just so stupid. But every single time around a holiday, you can guarantee their call outs. People don't show up. It's just a hot mess. And it's a Monday. So <laughs> I am ready for my roller skates, honey. Um, so I just decided do myself a favor and do a facial. Just relax. Don't put too much stress on myself about what I need to do. I pour myself a little cocktail. And I'm just relaxing. I got my candle burning. I'll probably tune up some Anita Baker because she has her masters to her music. And we are back on Anita Baker. If you don't know, she's one of my favorites. I was so hurt that we could not stream Anita. Lord have mercy. She's one of my favorites. I can say I'm an 80s baby, but I know all Anita Baker songs. Um, I know a lot of old songs. Like, I have an old soul. And because I used to listen to my mama's tapes back in the day. So, I had an Anita Baker cassette that I used to play over and over again. Like, Fairy Tales, uh, Angel, you know, giving you the best of the... You know, every single thing. Um, one of my favorites is... Um, perfect love affair i think it's one of my favorites off the compositions album and i just love her music so yeah i'm going to chill out later to some anita baker and my little cocktail which is one of those little margarita wine not wine yeah margarita wine things um i forgot the name of it but it's like different flavors mango peach strawberry i peach and so it's like 13% alcohol, but that's what I'm sipping on for the afternoon and just chilling out. I've decorated for fall. Um, I've finished up pretty much most of the laundry. My mom was here last week with the kids while I was working. Um, I worked Thursday and Friday. And so she folded some of the clothes because I have a cost. I have a huge, like my laundry here is huge. Um, the twins have a ton of clothes, and our laundry is just, it's just, honey, it's just. Um, sorry, and it could be because my kids have two sets of clothes. So they have school clothes, they have um, home clothes, like play clothes. So my laundry is just like, whoa, whoa, you know? And for the days that I'm working, it's not bad because, of course, we wear scrubs in an inpatient setting. But um, during the week when I'm home, I have certain moo-moos that I wear. Um, I have certain dresses that are like my obligatory house dresses. Like, I have stuff that I've ordered from, like, Fashion Over, Pretty Little Thing, Boohoo. That's like, you know, that when we're going through the pandemic initially in 2020, it was all about like cozy comfortable cute workwear and i have stuff like that and I have cute dresses sweater dresses stuff that i just wear around so all my stuff is cute it's not really ugly stuff but i don't necessarily wear a whole lot of it out and so on my days off that's how i lounge around and my cute little dresses and stuff so i look forward to my lounge time so anyway I just thought I would come in today and um, talk about that 
And just kind of give a reminder to everybody to make sure that you're taking care of yourself. Make sure that you're prioritizing yourself, you know, drinking your water, trying to get your workout in at least three days a week, 30 minutes, three days a week, trying to pray daily, you know, meditate, you know, recenter yourself, refocus on what you really need to do daily. Um, It's a daily task. I can honestly tell you that. I'm not somebody who would ever tell you that I have it and I have it all together because I found that it's a daily task. I have found that it's a daily task. And after reading the book of Romans, it confirmed that it's a daily task. You know, we fight against a lot of things daily. And so... To think that, oh, I should have it all together and then I shouldn't have to deal with this a month or two from now. No, you you probably going to have to deal with some things. It's just how you deal with it, you know? So there was this, um, this guy that posted recently on social media that he was diagnosed with major depression, major um, depressive disorder, and... My heart goes out to anybody who's ever dealt with mental health, who's been diagnosed or who is a spouse or a parent of someone who's going through depression or anxiety. I know what it's like as a parent. I know what it's like to be that patient. And I know that it's hard because a lot of times people don't understand where you are and what you're going through. You don't know how to express yourself. Um, You just don't know where to be. You don't know. You know what I'm saying? You just don't know. Um, and sometimes people can be very judgmental and, and rude in thinking that they know you better than you know you, better than God knows you. And they feel that, oh, you're just acting that way. There's nothing wrong with you. I just saw you laughing the other day and you always acting like something's wrong. And it, it just further digs a hole. And I would just um, sound the alarm that you, you know, if if you've not walked in that person's shoes, if you've not dealt with it firsthand, don't comment on it. There's no reason for you to put that type of energy, you know, out there. There's no need for you to try to belittle someone or beat them down um, because you've not dealt with it. You don't understand it. And sometimes I can be honest with your own spouse your parents may not understand it. When I initially started counseling, my mom didn't understand what I was going through. She didn't understand my postpartum depression. She didn't understand my anxiety. And it was something where she didn't understand it. And so she went 100% supportive of it. So she didn't really understand why I needed counseling, why I needed help. Now, seriously, now she see how I'll flip and she will say, oh, you need help. You need to go back and go back to counseling. You need to go back and go back to your therapist. Um, Because there's a lot of times like right now where it's so much on our shoulder. We're dealing with COVID. You know, it's so much. And it's a lot. You know, this particular person that had a death of their, their, their parent. And so it's a lot to deal with. It's a lot to deal with. And I think sometimes people just take for granted the smile on our face is not really there. You know what I'm saying? Some of us are really, really good with plastering a smile on our face and walking around and, 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 and making it seem as though we're okay, but we're not. 
You know what I'm saying? And that's why I say it's so important. And I know it sounds like a broken record because I started this podcast talking about this. But it's so important, guys, to really invest in yourself. I mean, there's so much that you can do to really invest in yourself, whether that's working out, you know, eating right, drinking your water, mind, body, and spirit. Seriously, invest in yourself. Give yourself some time. Give yourself some grace. There's going to be some times when you're not going to eat right. You're not going to feel like working out. You know, you give yourself that time and you say, okay, that's it. Like, I literally... I think it was a couple of episodes back when I had that breakdown about that guy. And it was more so because I had gotten so sick and tired of being single. Like I said, I was so sick and tired of singleness that I was so excited to meet somebody who I felt was very much so a Christian man who was on the same path I was on. And I was so excited about it that I just broke down when I realized this man was a total joke. And I realized later, like way later, that I didn't lose anything but time. I didn't sleep with the man. I never given him any money. I had not spent much time with him. I mean, if I if I missed anything, it was just time. The time that we spent talking and trying to get to know each other, that was it. I had not done anything else. I had not given this man nothing, no money, no sex, nothing. So... I didn't lose as much as I gained in learning that I needed to guard my heart. And so sometimes, like I said, we can plaster a smile on our face and feel like we're okay. We can walk around and say, oh, everything's fine. I'm good. And we're not. And I seriously was not. I was seriously um, hurting, you know, from a different in a different way. Than I honestly thought I was because I was really just over it. I was just so over being single. And the celibacy is hot, honey. Hot in the summer. You ready for some real things. And then I thought about it like I was just ready for affection. Ready for somebody to be a companion. And um, like I said, when I started the celibacy journey, I wasn't like gung-ho with no masturbation, no pornography no nothing and now I'm no nothing so you can only imagine uh, for someone who is used to other things that this is very much so a stretch for me and um it gets the it gets old um but what gets real real old is when I meet people who are just not where I am and it's just like why 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 and I have to reevaluate myself because sometimes you meet people that are where you honestly are. And so I had to think to myself, am I really confused about where I am? Do I really know where I am on this journey? You know? And I have to reevaluate myself and make sure I'm still aligned. And I know that sounds crazy, but you know, a lot of times you attract who you are. And so, <laughs> you know, um, I was watching that, uh, and I have a guilty pleasures. I watch snippets on YouTube of certain shows like Love and Hip Hop and stuff. I won't sit and watch the whole show because I just can't stomach the whole thing. But I'll watch snippets. And so there's this one show. What is that? Ready for Love? Is it Ready for Love? No. Put a ring on it. 
And so the guy, Darian Crawford, I remember this guy. I think he's the same guy that went to Upward Bound with us years ago. And I swear to God, he looks the same and he still acts the same. And I was like, oh my God, he's not grown any. He's still a little boy. So the situation with him and his girlfriend and everything, um, he's cheated on her and all this, this and that. So long story short, they bought the girl that just kind of came in to shake things up. And her name's Kai. And Kai comes in. And after looking at some videos of Kai and stuff, like her lives and stuff, I realized that she and this guy are a perfect match. They're a perfect match. And a lot of people say, well, that's not right. He had a girlfriend. He's been with her for 14 years. Why would somebody else be a perfect match? Because he wasn't aligned with saying with the right person. The girl that he had been with for 14 years aligned herself with a man that was never really for her. Um, and we all have been a victim of that, of getting in relationships, friendships, situations, um, you know, with people that are just not really for us. We, we do what we think is right, and it's not what God has said is the right thing for us to do. So this chick gets all in alignment with this guy, and he got a lot of issues. You know, he got a bunch of kids on her and cheated on her multiple times, and so I look at this Kai chick and she got kids and she just seems to be a hot mess just like him. And I thought to myself, oh, now they're aligned. They are perfectly aligned. Like they, they're going to go back and forth with their drama together. But this other chick, she needed to walk away. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot. Like she's kind of dependent on this man for her happiness too much that she needed to just walk away. And so I say that to say that, you know, when I was saying that sometimes you attract who you are and I had to realign myself after that last incident, I had to because I had to think to myself, am I attracting who I am? Like, I'm not out here sleeping around. I'm not doing this or that. I'm not, you know, doing nothing. But I have to think, like, where am I? And I thought to myself, I am hot and bothered. I am ready to get some things going here, okay? And so if I'm rushing to do something, I might meet somebody. They're just rushing to do something. And so I had to think, you know, let's pump our brakes. Let's get back to where, you know, we were and and, and get realigned so that I won't make the mistake of, you know, aligning myself with someone who's just not worthy of my time. And so anyway, that's how that went. But it's so important for you to really, really take time for yourself Get you a good support system, um, someone that you can reach out to, that you can cry on their shoulder, cry on the phone with, text, and they talk to you. Let me tell you, I've had some people that, you know, I am so grateful that God brought them into my life that I can cry to, that I can talk about stuff to, because let me tell you, everybody is not meant to hear your story. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, they're not meant to, to hear your story. And so you need that person that not just, when I say non-judgmental, meaning they're not, how can I put it? Someone who's just sitting there waiting to say something out of the way to break your spirit without pouring in. And so when you're going through the midst of a battle, like that guy was saying with major depressive disorder, you're going through a lot spiritually, mentally, physically, and could be financially as well. You need it. You need that person that you can depend on. But I, I, 
I say this 20 million times on my podcast, and I know that everybody's not of the Christian faith, but it's just who I am and it's, it's what I believe. I just feel like you just need to get aligned with God. I feel like you need to get your foundation strengthened. You need to renew your faith and get yourself aligned so that foundation is stronger, that you can take some of those hits. Because I'm going to tell you, life is taking hits. Like, I literally, within a week, went from having to get the plumbing done in my kitchen. And I had somebody come somebody come and do some stuff in my house. Um, and long story short, the guy was just not good. Supposedly a professional, had a website, looked on his stuff. And he was just not good. I used him for a little small jobs to paint and stuff like that. And I used him for a big job that I had to redo my whole downstairs of my house. And Lord knows I'm glad that he left when he did. Because the stuff that he did, he kind of botched a lot of good, a good bit of stuff. He put um, my kitchen sink. He redid some plumbing in there. And it was not even up to code. I had to pay somebody else to come in here and, and get my stuff up to code. So it, it was just so irritating because you think about how many hundreds of dollars you got to pay for that. And then I'm walking in that day. The guy's fixing the stuff. My mom was here and she said, I just want to show you something. And uh, she said, you know, you got some water leaking around your water heater. And I'm thinking, oh, my goodness. You know, really, my, my first word was S-H-I-T with a capital S. Because I knew that water heater was going to cost to replace. Like, I knew that's a $1,000 job or more. So, then I end up in the same day getting this guy to look at it. And I get a quote. And, yeah, I got to replace that. And I was already on the path to replacing all the carpet in my house and everything. I've been in this house going on 16 years. So, I have a lot of stuff to do to get it, you know, get it up to par. And so, for sale, for myself. So, um planning on selling this house and building another so I was just kind of irritated because I was like oh my god like seriously but the Shakia that I was I would say about seven to eight years ago would have fell apart when I tell you when the 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 kitchen sink started leaking I would have fell apart I try to go I went on YouTube, tried to go and fix the stuff myself. I went to Lowe's. I found the little piece. It was like maybe $7, and I tried to fix it myself. I couldn't, so I called a guy to come in and do it, and he did and got everything up to code, up to par. Um, the water heater, I would have completely fell apart. Um, I'm just in a different place mentally. Like, I knew I can do it, but also because financially I know I can do it. Like, I have the money to do it. But mentally, I just, it was, I was proud of myself for not breaking down. I I get upset sometimes. I ain't gonna lie. Because it's like a bunch of stuff I have to do at one time. And it's so hard. Because you just, you know, you're trying to take it one day at a time. But that's why I say it's so important to have that grounding. Because the old Shakia, you know, 7 to 10 years ago would have fell apart. And I can tell you, when I first had my kids, I used to fall apart daily. My old car, I had a Nissan, a 2007 Nissan Altima. And that car, at the point where it was paid off, child, it was cutting down and cutting off every day. (laughs) It was something. That car, oh my God, it was stalled. The tires would go back. Everything was just jacked up on that car. And it was mostly because at a certain point after I had my kids, I couldn't afford my regular maintenance. 
because I was just trying to survive being a mother. And so here we are, the twins are two and a half, three years old, and I'm still trying to survive, and my car need dang on maintenance. I've had tires blow. We were on the interstate. We're stranded on the side of the road. I've been stranded on the side of the road um, trying to get home from work, and the, and the car stalled, and I couldn't get any further. I had some times. I had some real rough times, and I have cried, and I have cried, and I have yelled, and I have you know, pleaded with God to please help me. And I can honestly tell you that I have had a lot of shit happen. And I still have a lot of shit happen. It's just how I deal with it. It's how I deal with it. Um, it's, it's not the same way. I understand that he's not punishing me for anything. I understand that I'm just in a season. It's not going to always be this way. I can honestly tell you I've been in a, in a, a, a season of plentifulness. And it started, let me tell you, 2017 is when it like was a total turnaround. When I tell you 2020 was one of my best and most profitable years. And I'm talking about this is in the middle of a pandemic. I was getting bonuses, raises out the wazoo. Okay? Money was coming my way, honey. In the middle of a pandemic. I got through a pandemic that year when it started, no corona. My kids not sick. I'm not sick. My parents ain't sick. You understand what I'm saying? I was able to still, still the beginning of 2021, secure preceptorship, get back in school, start my preceptorship again, get myself and my parents all vaccinated. Nobody's sick. Nobody had any adverse reactions to the uh, vaccine. So I just, I have to thank God for that. And I think honestly, that's what keeps me grounded. And that's what keeps me back. Like it keeps me in alignment with him. I, I don't have a problem with who God is in my life because he's never led me astray. And so I, I preach this over and over and over again about having that grounding, having that strong foundation, why it's needed. It's, it's very much so needed. And so I just kind of, you know, I felt that it was something near and dear to my heart because I've dealt with depression. I've had to deal with anxiety. I had to deal with a lot of different things of grief and pain and frustrations and mis, you know, disappointments and mistreatment from different people, you know, confusion about where should I be? Where should I go? You know, I've had to deal with those emotions over and over again, but I thank God that I'm at a place where my grounding is more stable. The foundation is stable to where I, I know where to go to. You know, you need to know who to reach out to. Who do I turn to when I'm going through these things? Because I'm gonna be honest with you, you can't turn to everybody now. Everybody can't, you know, it's a lot of people that are smiling in your face. How's everything going? Don't tell them nothing, child no. If you know for a fact out of 365, 366 in the leap year, these jokers don't call you. When you celebrate and they ain't celebrating with you, you know what I'm saying? You ain't you ain't reaching out to me. You sit behind closed doors laughing and talking about my, my struggles. But when I'm going through, you're not reaching out to pour into me. And I, I just want to tell you a story just before I end this podcast. Um, and it, it speaks a lot to our spirit. Well, actually, I'm going to tell you two. And I'm going to tell you why I, I, you know, at the end, why I think this is so important. The first is about my, my girls, Pam and Peyton. So Peyton, when she was little, um, she was very much so, didn't like loud noises. She would cover her ears. She would run and hide, had a lot of anxiety. Um, 
was told several times she was autistic. Um, she probably just got a lot of issues, all this other stuff. Basically, my child was counted out. To see that same little girl growing to a little girl who takes very well to cheer, to be honored out of all the first graders in her school, you know, to see her thrive is a very beautiful thing. Um, to be the same little kid that had a just you know had a diagnosis of a rare disorder um, that could leave her debilitated, um, I thank God that she's still here and she's still thriving and she still puts her best foot forward daily. You understand what I'm saying? But what I love about Peyton, I almost cried just thinking about all the stuff she went through. I just thank God. Um, what I love about her and her sister's relationship is something that a lot of times I really, really, I really hungered for. Someone who really, truly looked out for my best interest and someone who wanted to see me win. When Peyton was in school, everybody always kind of took to Pam because she has the bright personality, the big smile, always talking, bright and bubbly. And then they would just kind of look at Peyton as though she's a burden. And when we were in pre-K, like the 3K program, the 4K, it was as if Peyton was the burden. Pamela was the most light. And Pam noticed it. She said, one of our teachers said that Peyton was annoying. And I said, what? She said, yeah, she said she's annoying. Because Peyton was a whiner, she would cry, and they just couldn't understand. But to tell a little kid, my baby was only three years old, that she was annoying? They're very mean to her, say little things to her. Um, it was very hard because it was like they couldn't understand that Peyton and Pam are two totally different people. But to see Pam take up for her sister and to see her out there cheering her sister on while she's doing cheer, while she's practicing, she's standing there smiling at her sister, giving her the thumbs up, telling her, you're doing great, Peyton, you're doing great. One day we were sitting downstairs watching TV and I said, I'm so proud of Peyton. Pam said, yeah, mama, I'm proud. She looked at me and it just like took a lot out of me. She said, remember Peyton used to run and hide under the, under the desk? Remember? Remember Peyton didn't like loud noises and Peyton was very shy? She said, she's not that little girl anymore. She's not like that anymore. And it was so amazing because I feel like it's a sister's love that helped Peyton thrive and get to where she is today, to where she's walking in her own season. She's putting her best foot forward and doing the most that she can do. And um, I say that because a lot of times we as adults don't look out for one another the way that we honestly can. I just looked at how my daughter, Pamela, su supports her sister. And they're only seven. You know, Pam, you know, is there for Peyton. She gives her the thumbs up, you know. Um, and it's just something where I just look at her and I'm like, wow, she really is excited and happy for her sister. Um, and I asked her because at first she said, well, Peyton gets a lot of recognition because Peyton, a lot of times, you know, she got the recognition as the, you know, the, the fourth, as the the um the first grader out of her school and 
her teacher would give her stuff and I said, you know, Pate is just getting into her own Pam. I said, remember, Pate wasn't getting that recognition. Now she is. And she says, okay. I said, Pam, but you're still Pamela. You still do very well in school. You still get recognition. She said, yeah. And I said, you got to find your own niche and do whatever it is you like. And she will support you just like I will support you. And so she thought about it and she looked away and she said, okay. But it was important to get both of them to see that you have to love one another as well as support one another. Um, I think in African-American community, a lot of times support is something that's thrown around, but it's not really given. Um, I think a lot of times we don't really love on one another as much as we can. You know, um, if you got a new house, a new car, you working on a new job, a new venture in your career, a new business, I should support you, not tear you apart. Um, one of the stories, and it's just a sidebar, but I had someone that I know, um, she had just gotten a house and her family had come to visit her. And they were having this big old cookout and stuff. She had everything catered. She had just gotten in her new house and everything. And um, everything that her family members, her cousins had said about her got back to her. And um, when she had all the food catered and everything, everybody's there, um, they walked through her house and ostracized her. Like, why did she get a house this big? Why would you buy this? This is just too much house for one person. And who doesn't have a wash and dryer in their house? Why would you buy a house that big and you can't even afford to get a wash and dryer? And it was like, wait a second, wait a second, wait, 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 We're black. Number one, we're black. This woman is successful out of your family. And the only thing that you could do was walk in and say, you didn't have this, you didn't have that. What's the purpose of this? What's the purpose of that? They did try to belittle her her, um, her profession and called it quackery. Everything that those girls said got back to this chick, got right back to her. And this particular person has gone through some difficulties over time, has dealt with depression and different things and different losses. Um, but I don't see her as behind. I see her as ahead. And I wonder how many times she sees herself behind as opposed to ahead. Uh, as opposed to ahead because I I've dealt with that too um after I had my kids um actually no I went through a nurse practitioner program probably about 10 12 years ago I was six months from graduation six months from graduation and got kicked out of the program because supposedly I didn't turn in one of my papers to this like anti uh what do you call it anti something thing like anti it's turnitin.com. Well, it was something strange about it. I normally would turn my stuff in. Every paper I had, I've been turning it in. But the professors had been calling around telling the students in the class, make sure you turn your stuff in because if it's not turned in, to turn it in, we're going to, you know, fail. You know, you'll get a zero. Well, nobody called me. I checked my message. I checked my call log. And no one had called me. And so I talked to the professor and was like, I just think it's kind of, I said, I think that's wrong because there was one other South Carolina student. And I said, she told me that you called her. I said, but no one ever told me. I said, she didn't even tell me until after the fact. I said, I didn't even know I didn't turn it in. I said, I would have liked for you to at least let me know. Well, they didn't. They didn't even think I probably would pass or get through the program because a lot of programs based on 
um, their pass rates. And it's, it's a cutthroat. And nursing is very cutthroat. From the BSNs, like from any nursing program, they're very cutthroat. And so I was really hurt because I was like, I worked so hard. I had an A in that clinical and they were basically trying to fail me. And I said, I worked so hard to get through and now you're failing me because of one technicality that I'm not too sure is my fault. Because I thought it was kind of strange that you would call around and tell students to turn something in and tell them, make sure you did. And I'm thinking, is there something wrong with that platform? Like, was it down and they just didn't tell everybody, like, hey, the platform is down. Make sure you turn this stuff in tonight. Um, you have until this time. And just let all the students know. I never got a notification. Long story short, I talked to the dean and higher ups and nobody really cared. It was this one thing. I remember the black lady that I talked to. She's very, very decorated with letters behind her name. And the only thing she said, well, this is just, you know, one of those things in life. It's just one of those mountains, you know, but just use this to step along and, and, and move ahead in life. And I'm thinking, really? 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 Like, you can't see anything wrong with the fact that y'all caught all these students, but no one called me. You can't see anything wrong with, you know what I'm saying? Like, I have an A, but you're going to fail me? I was like, okay. And so I was so hurt and I was so bitter towards nursing. I was so bitter towards nurse practitioners, um, anybody in the advanced um, health setting, because I felt like a lot of those people were shitty. I felt like once they got where they wanted to be, they did not care to look back and help anyone else. And so I was so upset. I, I went through a really, really hard time after that because I sacrificed a lot to try to get through that program. And financially, I was sinking. I was sinking very badly. And I was so upset because I said, you know, I risked so much. I'm only six months from graduation. These people shit me. And it never, you know, I don't know. It was just so hard. But I just know that Mother's Day that year, we're Eastern Standard Time. They're Central in that area. My professor called me like 7 o'clock in the morning. And it was 7 o'clock in the morning their time. And I'm thinking, why the hell is she calling me? Because, I mean, you don't let these people fail me. You knew damn well you didn't call me. You didn't do anything to help me. She calls me and says, Shakia, I want you to know that I know you're going to be a good nurse practitioner. She's like, don't give up on your dream. And at this time, I was just kind of like dead to it. And she said, I know you're going to be good. Your preceptors have said it, that you're really good. And I want you to know that if it's anything that you need to get back into another program, a letter, anything, I'll do it for you. But don't give up. I was very, I said, thank you. And I hung up the phone. Ten years later, I still didn't want to go back to school. I didn't. I was so bitter and I was so hurt because I could not understand how the hell this woman knew that wasn't my fault. Like, nobody called to tell me nothing. You're going to fail me. And then you call me at 7 o'clock in the morning to tell me, don't give up on my dream. Like, seriously? So here we are over 12 years later. I'm back in this program. I'm still trying to finish, um, middle of trying to get COVID hours and everything else. It's still a piece of shit. It still feels like it's a dream deferred and something that's honestly been very much so denied at this point. But I had a vision that was given to me that I would get through it and I would pass. And so I'm just only holding on to what God has given. 
And so I try every day, but I still have people that will ask all the time, oh, how's school going? No encouragement. Like, you're going to get through. I'm praying for you. None of that. But, oh, how's it going? Just to be messy. Just to see if I'm going to say that I'm through the program or getting any closer. And sometimes it's, it's hurtful. Because, like I said, with my kids, you know, I, I really need the support. But I know from certain places, like the girl I said, even with her family, you're not going to get it from certain people. I mean, they'd rather, you know, see you fail than see you win. And I hate to say it, but there's a lot of times where people will love to see you fail and hate to see you win. And so I've gotten to the point where instead of trying to focus on that, I focus less on that and just trying to do what I need to do. And um, just trying to just push forward. The reason I say that is like for the young lady that had all that stuff happen with her family and, you know, they talked about her and everything, you know, she went through a lot of stuff after that. She went through a lot. And even if she listens or not to this podcast, um, I hope she understands that everything in your life is it's, it's in your hands. God gives you that right. You may have lost a couple of things, but it does not mean that you're down and out. It does not mean that you're cast off. It does not mean that he's not going to restore. Some of us go through hell and high water. Hell and high water to get there. Some of us get there, we lose it all, and then we got to rebuild. But God, but God, you know, there's a lesson to be learned. There's a way that he wants you to do it. There's something in there that he wants you to understand and to see. And so you cannot count yourself out. You cannot count yourself out. Always count yourself in. And so the last story that I want to talk about um, as far as depression and how it's so important to to um, to be loving towards one another. Um, There was this thing that I watched and this is just a small one. But um, there was like years ago I watched it was on Investigate Discovery's Mother's Day. It was Mothers Who Kill. There was this black girl on there who had killed her her child. He was about three or four years old. She put him in the oven. Yeah, it was horrible. He had a horrific death. And um, she snapped. And the other little kid, had no one gotten there, she would have killed the little baby. And um, what really bothered me was this girl had continuously asked her family, went to her church, and people noticed that she was off a little bit, that she was a little disheveled. Um, but no one really reached out and said, hey, how's everything going? You know, support goes a long way, y'all. I'm serious. Just listen to this young man talk about going through major depressive disorder. It's something that a lot of people don't understand is that support goes a long way. Kind words, which is something they teach my kids. And they've been teaching my kids about kind words since kindergarten. So if you're an adult and you don't know how to use kind words, shame on you. Kind words go a long way. How are you doing today? You look good. I see you've been doing good with your business. I see you've been working hard. I, you know, I hope everything's going good with you. I know everything's going good with the kids and this and that. Just speak kind words. The reason I say that is the lady that was doing my hair, and I think I said this before, I all of a sudden started going to this new lady because the lady I was going to was, ooh. anywho, she really drained my spirit. Like, she was really, yeah, she was really something. She was a pickle now. So, 
when I went to this lady, it felt as though my heart just wanted to pour out. Anyway, when I went through that little situation with the guy, I was crying and everything. That day, out of nowhere, this lady texted me and asked her. She said, I hope you're having a great day. Thank you so much for allowing me to do your hair and everything. And I tell you, out of nowhere, I just told her, I said, I'm just not having a good day. I just, I'm really, really depressed today. I'm having a bad day and I've been crying all day. I've been in bed all day. And, you know, it takes no time for somebody to sit and say some kind words to you. It takes no time for you to pour into someone something that they need to hear and they need to know. And she did just that. And I tell you something, every week for the past, like I would say month or so, she'll check in with me. If not every week, every other week. How are you doing, sweetheart? How's everything going? I hope you're having a blessed day. She'll send me something like a, a scripture or a song, you know, something to like brighten my day. And I tell you this, I tell you, I needed that. I needed that. And there are some times where we just dismiss that people are going through the motions and they have it all together. We just don't see that, you know, they need that. They need it. And I needed someone to pour into me as much as I pour into others because sometimes my cup is empty and I need to be reassured as well. And so I say all of that and I say um, this to close because I've talked and rambled quite a bit. This is Self Care Sunday. And it's more to self-care than just doing facials, getting massages, going to the spa, you know, getting your tan. You know, it's more to self-care than just taking a trip. Um, It's more than sitting by a pool, honey. It is. Self-care honestly starts from the inside out. If your soul ain't right, it don't matter where you go, what you do, what you drink, what you put on. It's just, you're just going to be unsettled. Nothing will ever stick. Nothing will ever be right. So honestly, start from within. Start from within. Get yourself aligned and heal yourself from within. Start from within. And I guarantee you the weight will come off physically, both physically and mentally, spiritually. The things that need to be shed, those pounds, you know, of grief, of pain, depression, anxiety, of financial losses, those things will be shed. Okay? But heal yourself. Heal yourself. Go to the one who made you to heal you. Okay? He is the one who knows the most about you. So, um, this Sunday, I know it was all over the place, but I just thought it was so important to talk about self-care again. Um, and to just kind of push it because I, I had an all over the day place, all over the day, um, all over the place day. Sorry. I had an all over the place day where it was like, you know, like Saturday, I went to my, my baby's first game. And then, um, that afternoon I kind of chilled out and, um, got myself ready to, you know, um, go to brunch today and, yeah, I just had an all over the place kind of weekend, but I chilled. I really took the time to just chill out and just relax. And I think it's so important to do that because a lot of times I don't get to do that. Like during a week, sometimes I am busy. I am super busy. Like I'm going to work tomorrow and normally I work eight hours. And so when I get off, I usually get off and I got to come straight home, you know, 
barely get my clothes off and stuff and wash so I could get out the door to get my baby to cheer practice. And it's like, I get no breaks. You know what I'm saying? And it's between that and work and back and forth. It could be draining. And so sometimes you need that help. You need to rely on someone else to give you a break. And I can honestly say I had a hard time asking for help with my kids in the beginning because I didn't want to make it seem like I was a bad mom for just needing a break. Don't ever make anybody, don't ever let anyone make you feel bad for needing a break. You know what I'm saying? Like you you need to re-energize and refill yourself. You can't pour from an empty cup. If you're a wife, if you're a mother, a auntie, a, um, a sister, a husband, a father, whatever the case may be, you cannot pour from an empty cup. You know, I think a lot of times people expect for you to be that support and be there for them when they, ref- you know, refuse to do that same thing for you. So remember that, you know, demand what you need. Remember, I talked about that, like, I think it was about five podcasts ago, demanding what you need from people. Demand it. Demand it. You know, if you're a, uh, a mother, you know, demand that the father keep the kids sometimes. You know, ask grandparents, you know, aunties, uncles, okay. I'm going to need y'all to pick up some time with y'all people so that I can get some time. You know what I'm saying? Um, As a couple, I think that you need to demand it, you know? Get you a sitter. Talk to the grandparents. Talk, like I said, to siblings. Um, I'm going to need you to help me out with your people so I can get me some time. Um, And I think a lot of times it's, it's that people don't really realize that we're not robots. We're human beings. You know, we need time to re-energize ourselves and rebuild as well. And um, I think it's very selfish to sit back and just think we can go through this life and not do that. And then try to place judgment when people actually do. So if you find that in the next couple of months, I am busy living my best life. And that you see that the kids are with their grandparents when they need to be with them and I'm living when I need to live shut your mouth and mind your business I am living my best life and I am practicing self-care and I suggest that you do the same have a blessed week and I pray that all of us do the work that we need to do so that we can all shine bright